0: Fantastic. Well, good morning, everyone. I am so glad that you've been able to join us today in your homes. How exciting is this? Welcome to church wherever you are. I want to also welcome anyone who is joining us today. If you're not normally here with us on a Sunday morning in Hills Church, I just want to give you an extra special welcome and just say we're glad that you can be with us in your lounge rooms. I want to ask a big favor of you all though. At some point during the rest of the service, I invite you to uh, somehow take a selfie of yourself, you know, a photo of you and your family uh, at home watching so that we can pool them all together and just enjoy the fact, like put a montage together and see uh, what everybody's up to and, and be able to celebrate the fact that we're still a church even though we're not physically together today. One other real quick thing, and Adam did touch on it earlier, uh, we will still have a prayer service here on, at 6.30 on Wednesday night. We'll spread out the chairs, um, and we're going to try our best to find our way to get that online to you as well. So I want to invite you to be part of that, because it's in these times, you know, we, we just do not stop praying, okay? If anything, you know, church, we, we pray more, right? And, and we don't let the worries push us away from our Lord, we push in closer and so I invite you join us on Wednesday night at the very least at home if you can now I don't know about you but what an amazing kind of weird often very difficult in some ways unbelievable week we've just had we could never have planned this could we you've never imagined that this could have happened to us but I just want to say this church we are going to be okay Because whatever happens, God is sovereign over all. Our salvation is secure in him. And he has promised that nothing, like nothing can separate you from his love. That's something that you need to remember in times like these, that you have to hold on to. His grace is sufficient. Amen? Do I get an amen from home? Good. If God loves you, and he does, You will be okay. You also have a church that loves you. You will be okay. Now, I know that many of you, at the moment, you're hurting right now. Some of you are facing uncertainty around jobs. Um, And on the flip side, some are carrying a heavy weight um, about trying to keep people employed in their businesses and organizations. I know that's a heavy weight. Some are concerned about loved ones, perhaps uh, with the possibility of health implications. What if the virus was to reach them? Some have had to cancel trips abroad, and there's been money lost. Some are in retirement, and you've been watching, perhaps, your retirement savings going in the wrong direction now. You know, these are all good reasons to be concerned. And the last thing we should do is pretend. We, we don't want to just say, you know what, it's all good, because. Sometimes it's just not. It's not all good. But if you're a child of God, you have an all powerful and loving God who has promised to never leave you. He has promised to never forsake you. Even in these hard times, we have to hold on to that. And, you know, being a follower, this is the difference, right, for us. The difference is that we are followers of Jesus Christ. Faith in Jesus is the difference. Faith is the difference between being overwhelmed and being able to live with peace in times of of trouble. Faith is the difference between losing our temper or lashing out at someone. Or rather staying calm and in control, even though maybe inside I feel like I can't. Faith is the difference between losing hope And holding on to hope. Holding on to hope in our future. Even even if it just feels dark. Faith is the difference between letting our selfish nature think only of me or putting others ahead of us, even though we're suffering too. You know, faith doesn't panic buy and hoard essential grocery items while others might miss out. Because we die for others, you know, like like Jesus did. Faith prompts us to calmly consider what our health experts and governments tell us we should do to ensure the health and well-being of others because we care about people like Jesus did. Faith carries us through the storms and leads us out of the pit of despair that sometimes we find ourselves in. It helps us, faith helps us with worry. But here's the thing. While everything I've told you is true, so far they're just words, aren't they? It just feels like words at times. Now, you've probably seen this week, you know, particularly if you're part of a faith community, lots of people sharing some very uh, encouraging and helpful scriptures on their Facebook feeds, their social media feeds, which is great. But let's be honest. Does just reading the scripture alone lead us out of the worry and the despair that we might feel? the question I ask myself this week is, am I really living the truth of those those scriptures that people are are sharing with each other? So you know the ones, and you might have seen them this week. You'll recognize these. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's in the scriptures. That's Jesus. Cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Don't worry about tomorrow, for you have enough to worry about today. And here's another one. God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity but of timidity, but of power, love and self-control. Now I actually believe all of those verses to be true. And when I read them I, I do feel better for about two minutes. And then I s- sometimes struggle to still sleep at night. And, and some of you have told me that's your struggle at the moment too. So, so what on earth do we do? You know I had to once again, I had to write a sermon for myself and preach it to myself and, and trust that it's for all of you as well. I feel like God gave me an answer this week when we were reading our immersed Reading Plan. You know, we were in Mark this week. If you're joining us for the first time, Hills Church has been reading the whole New Testament together over eight weeks. Um, but the good news is the sermons we're preaching on Sunday, they, they stand alone by themselves. So you won't be missing out on anything today. But we were in Mark. And it's a story you're all familiar with. Jesus and the disciples, they just, they just finished feeding um, thousands and thousands of people in a miraculous way. They didn't have enough food. Jesus did a miracle, and everyone was fed and sent on their way. And so this is where the story picks up. It's in Mark chapter 4. We're in verse 35. And I invite you to, to read along with me. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and they started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. Soon a, a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Now, just pause there for a second. I don't know about you, but I, I'm not a big fan of boats in the best of times, okay? But you've just got to put yourself in the disciples' um, place here where they're they're in a, it's, it's just a fishing boat probably. It wouldn't be a very big one. It is a fierce storm. That's what John Mark said, fierce storm. And so much so, the waves are spilling over into the boat. I mean, who wants to be in that situation? How would we feel? Well, for Jesus, in verse 38, he was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion, which was handy to have. The disciples woke him up, and they were shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? I mean, that's how serious it was. These guys were, were fishermen, like a lot of them were anyway. They're, they're good on boats, they're scared they're going to drown. That's how, that's how bad this storm was. Jesus woke up, He rebuked the wind, He said to the waves, Silence, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? You know, I don't think it was a rebuking voice, by the way. I tried to think about this. I think it was done with compassion. And I think that Jesus was speaking um, to, to really lift them out of the fear that they were feeling at that, that at the moment and it seems to me from this story that fear on one hand and faith or or perhaps a lack of it you could say they're they're linked maybe just maybe the answer to the fear and the worry and the anxiety is faith but not just saying it with our mouths because we're good at that we're good at quoting the scriptures which I'm, i'm fine with we should do that but words can be cheap right I think that this is about living it. Living it out. As James would say, faith without works, you know, is it really faith? It's not just words. Faith is not just words. There's something that we have to do. So today I wondered, how do I build the kind of faith in Jesus that lets me literally navigate a boat in the storm with waves breaking over it and filling it up? I mean, it sounds terrifying. I would be scared. And for some of you at the moment, that's exactly how you feel. It's like you're taking on water. It's like you're in that storm right now. The waves are crashing over you and you feel like you might be sinking So hear the words of Jesus. You don't have to be afraid. Have faith in him. You don't have to be afraid because he is there with you. He's there with you. Put faith in action is the answer, I believe. So I'm just going to give you five simple things that you can do today uh, to do faith in action that will build your faith and I, and I believe they'll lead you out of fear, hopefully, to sleep better at night. And I'm going to do this myself. So number one is this, two words, be still. In the middle of the storm, Jesus stands up, he says, be still still now i know he was commanding the wind and waves to be still but don't miss this there needed to be still there needed to be silence and quiet for the disciples to hear from him that was the order of things be still be quiet and then we're ready to hear what jesus comforting words then we're ready for his presence right to do what he does best This is the big one for us. If you're looking for a deeper faith to defeat fear and worry, two simple words, be still. There's a a great psalm, we all know it, uh, in chapter 46, verse 10, that says, Be still and know that I am God. So there's something about being still that helps us to see and and hear from God in, in a new way. Being still puts us before God So we can remember he is in control. It reminds us that he is sovereign over all creation. Hey, he can tell the wind and the waves to stop. Why wouldn't we want to be in his presence then? You know, It reminds us that he's in control. That's the God that we are with. That's the God that we are stopping to be with. It reminds us of the promises that we've been reading about over the last five weeks as we've read through the New Testament. But most of all, taking the time to be still allows God to actually talk to us. It gives time for Him, for us to. Do, for, it gives time for us to be before Him, so that He can give us rest, so that He can restore us, so that He can heal us. Just like we are this morning, being in His presence is the most important thing that you can do. If you're struggling to get out of anxiety and worry, being in Jesus' presence. It's the number one thing that you can do. So my plea to you is this. Every day this week, starting today, just stop. Just stop. And be with Jesus. Be quiet. Like, quiet. Be still. I don't mean go for a walk with your phone. Unless you need a bit of music or something like that. Just no devices, no people, no distractions. Be still. If you've got young kids, take it in turns with someone else and a spouse or or someone that can help you. Let your faith build because faith is the difference. Number two is pray. We're on the same track, I know, but I love this passage in Philippians. Here's what Paul says. Don't worry about anything. Should I just stop there? (laughs) Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Do we do it though? Do we really do that? Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. This is still Paul. When you will, then you will experience, here's the promise, then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in christ jesus now this is church this is how christians face the hard stuff okay this is the promise about how we can get through the yuck in our life i honestly don't know how people can do it if they who aren't with jesus how how they cope i'm not sure because we have a god that's gives us this promise and i'm i'm going to just paraphrase everything that paul just said so here Here's Paul's scripture in my words. You ready? Those things that you're worrying about, instead of letting them eat you up, tell God about them. Tell him what you need. If you do that, he's going to send you a supernatural peace that can only come from him. And the promise is that it will protect you. Your heart and your mind will be protected and that is the best gift that he wants to give you in this time. So much so that people won't understand how you can be so at peace when you're facing a mountain of trouble. That's what I'm hearing from our God telling us from his word. So so be still, pray about everything. Not just a one-sentence prayer as you walk into the car after work. Gee, Lord, it's stressful today. I don't think I can cope. Help me. You can do that. Those are great prayers. I'm asking you to sit down and tell him, what does Paul say? Pray about everything. That takes time and you should do it. The third thing, again connected, is listen. Jesus says in John chapter 10, my sheep listen to my voice. Sheep being his followers, that's us. We listen, if you're one of his followers, you actually listen to his voice. Then he goes on to say I know them so he knows us and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. That's such a, uh, such a statement of hope for us. No one can snatch them away from me. Isn't that fantastic? No one can snatch them away from me. Be still, be quiet, pray, listen. That's what followers of Jesus do. To do. They, they listen for and to his voice. You know, Ask God some questions. What is it you're trying to tell me at this time? You know, we, as I said, we're living in, in difficult, unusual times. I think the question that I want to ask God the most is God, how are you coming to me in this season? You know, what is it you're trying to say to me? Because it, I can be so busy and so stressed that I completely shut out the sound of His voice. That's not what his followers do because Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. So that's what we actually need to stop and do. May I encourage you to take a notebook and pen with you and write out those questions to God and see if he gives you an answer. Look, I've done this many times and I'm amazed at the answers God gives me when I'm listening to him. I've had profound moments when anxiety has tried to defeat me and I've taken it to God I've poured out my heart like Paul said we should do first and then I stop and listen and I've had a definite answer there's been some very profound moments in my life so we should try and do that be still pray listen to Jesus as you build your faith because faith is the difference point number four is to guard your mind now I know at this time It's important for us to stay up with what's going on around the world, okay? We have to actually be informed. We have to know what's happening. But since we're being told we can't meet together like the church has loved to do for 2,000 years, staying connected is really important too. And social media has helped us do that in a good way. For all its faults, I think we've actually found a really good use for it at the moment, haven't we? right now i hope you see that as a good use but too much time online too many too much news too many conspiracies too many celebrities on twitter and opinion writers and tv hosts constantly filling our minds is not healthy and it's not good for the anxiety that you might be feeling you know paul says to be transformed to be like jesus by the renewing of our minds but we need to be careful we're not renewing our minds in the wrong direction when we're just consuming all those things, you remember the scripture we read several weeks back where Jesus says, this, this thing here, your eyes are the lamp in, to your body. What you're looking at actually shines light or, dark, or or brings darkness into you, okay? So we've got to be careful with what we're looking at. There has to be a time when we take a break from all those things that fill our minds uh, with fear and, and sit and think on good things. You know, how much, Wow. How much do our families love us? How much do we love our families? Like, dwell on that. The blessings we still have, despite the trouble we face, they are there. The blessings are still there in your life right now. You've got to count them. Sometimes you just got to count them. Transform your mind. Count your blessings. You know, the great country we live in, the, the church family we belong to, the God who loves us and says he will never leave us, And I think if you sat down really hard and tried, you'd come up with a list of many, many things that you could be thankful for right now and consider to be blessings. Paul says in Philippians, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true. You know, fix them. That means you're putting something in place to stay there. You're fixing your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable most of the things, those things aren't really visible in a lot of areas we spend time. He says, think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Worthy of praise. You know, Paul was onto something. He knew we had to take control of what we were putting into here and what we're spending all our time on. You know, it's like he's writing down through the time to us today more than anything. Fix your eyes and your mind onto the good things. Take time each day to empty out the rubbish, all the negativity, and think of these good things. Most of all, think on how good God is. That's something you should dwell on. So be still, pray, listen. Think on good things of God. You know, guard your mind and let your faith grow because faith is the difference. Number five is uh, to love others, to love and encourage people. Uh, Thessalonians 5 says, so encourage each other and build each other up. What a great verse for our times for this moment. Encourage each other and build each other up. And I know sometimes when you're feeling a little bit of tension, a little bit of stress, you might say something that you didn't really want to say and you shouldn't have said. Um, We've got to be thinking about this command to actually be encouragers. Build each other up. How does this build my faith, you're asking, well, the answer is easy. If we're all taking time to encourage each other and build each other up, you know, we're giving, we're going to be receiving too, aren't we? But it's not just about doing it for something in return. We do it for the blessing that comes from the act of giving something to someone else. You know, even if there isn't something in return, there's a blessing in giving. How do I know this? Because that's what the scriptures say. Acts 20 says, and I have been a constant example of how... You can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Say, Jesus says it, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And so in this time, I'm saying, taking time to love people and to give to others is actually a way to build our faith and come out of fear. I've been blessed by those who have reached out to me this week. I really have. Thank you for those who have done that. Thank you for those who have supported us and we've had to pivot and make changes quickly here. The the team here have been a a huge blessing to me. They've not just given me encouragement and love, they've given me their time and support and expertise and and I'm grateful for that. If you watched the video we released on Friday, you would have heard Kerry mention a challenge. We're setting all of you a challenge. Each week while we're in this time of not meeting on a Sunday, we're, we're challenging you. Why don't you reach out to at least two people that you may not see? throughout the week okay reach out to them in some way give them a call that's always a great idea or send them a text if you prefer but check in on them encourage them because at this time more than ever we need each other and jesus said you're blessed for it so you want a blessing you know encourage someone give give of yourself to someone i want to build your faith and drive out fear this week make a special effort to do that this is the time for Christians in our country to rise up like Christians have done all through the ages when, when trouble has hit the world. Christians stand firm in love and um, you know, we, we rise up above the fear and we, we are the salt and light that Jesus calls us to be. We're his ambassadors. Let's live out of love, not fear. Why do I say that? Because fear leads to selfishness. We've seen that, haven't we? in the last couple of weeks, in the shops, in the supermarkets. Fear leads to selfishness. Love, on the other hand, leads to selflessness. Like Jesus. And you know what? He changed the world. That's, that's our calling too. We lead out of love. Acts of love build your faith. And faith is the difference. And faith overcomes fear. So I encourage you this week, Take some time, please. If you're watching this, don't let this just be more words, okay? Don't let this be a meme. Let this be faith in action. Be still, pray, listen, think on good things. You know, guard your mind, love and encourage others, and be generous. I'm saying that these things will build your faith and let your faith rise to overcome your worry. You can face that storm because you have faith in Jesus and he's in the boat with you this week. So we're going to do something right now is we're going to just take a few minutes to be still. As the team leads us in this final song, I invite you wherever you are, wherever you're watching, I just want to say right now we can do this, just for a few minutes, be still. You know, maybe you want to close your eyes if, you're not, um, if you like to sing, you can sing along at home. But be still and know that He is God. And then we'll, Pastor Steve will come and wrap up when the time is right.